þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. Just the Icelandic who thing. But, <laughs> oh, well, I'm tired of it. I don't like it any longer. Didn't you guys steal it from someone article, else? Like, it's yeah. dividing the nation. Like Because some people love it, some people hate it. Some people are sick of it. Yeah. Oh my God, you now have a Southern Cross. <laughs> you think that's our Southern Cross? Do you know what I mean? I've told you, like, the Southern Cross is associated with, yeah. like, drop kicks and trailer trash mm-hmm. and, and racists normally have it tattooed on them. Boom, boom, boom. So yeah. that's so that's our southern. That's cross. your southern cross, maybe, yeah, okay. or or your version of Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi! Yeah. What is that? Is that an Australian thing? Well, it's Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yes, so yeah. yeah. Oi, oi, oi. I heard it first on like uh, Office. In on the Office. Yes. In the... Was there an Australian? No. No, I was Oggy, Oggy, Oggy. Okay. So we changed it to Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, yeah. Oi, oi, oi! And then you do it again, and then it's singular. Singular, singular. But it is nice to be back in in your apartment. Yes. Nothing has changed. No, it's just I a see. Bit, tiny bit tidier than usual. It is tidier than usual. Oh, no, your 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 um your fill-in tenant was very good. Yes, I am worried that uh, uh, yeah he was better a better tenant than I was at his place because I ate some of his food and I didn't reimburse. Oh no! I forgot and I remembered when I was on yeah. the airport. Oh shit! I was like, oh fuck, he hates me. Uh, <laughs> and you never do that to a Dutch person. I know. You never do that. And to I a Dutch sent person. him like a message today. I'm sorry. I did. I, I promised to. I, I owe you some gin, some candy, and a lot of espressos. So when there's been silence. Uh oh. But uh, yeah, I think I'll just have to go back to Germany and just just buy stuff for him. Yeah. And then come back. <laughs> just go over a weekend. <laughs> Just for that mission. Just for a weekend. Yeah, because, you know, I can't bear the fact that uh, a Dutch man with a nice apartment hates me. Oh, I have to commend you. I saw your cartoon this morning, the nightclub one. I loved it. Thank you. I loved it. Pretentious piece of shit. The, 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 <laughs> the cool club. Yeah. Pretentious pieces of shit only. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've seen some... I've seen some comments. It's been uh, like uh, a bit of a hit now on Facebook, mm. and uh, and some comments are like, uh, "Oh, somebody didn't get into Bergheim." Yeah. <laughs> 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 
If you want to know what we're talking about, dear listeners, we are talking about the cartoon I did today. Yeah. Um, that's uh, on my Facebook. And it is it is on his Facebook, and it's it's it is the representation of an actual story you spoke about in a podcast was two episodes ago, I think. Something like that. Yeah, yes. two or three. We're we're lucky number thirteen today, aren't yes. we? Yes. Yes, we're lucky number 13, it's so one I guess... one of my favourite numbers. One of your favourite numbers. So this is, it is podcast number 13. I am an Australian. And I am an Icelandic Gitsjandrun. And together we are... Australia! Australia, we're here, we're queer, give us a light beer. Oh wow! But we're not drinking beer because we're no, we're, being we are drinking, uh, Red Bull. Red Bull because it gives you wings. Yes, thank you for bringing me this Red Bull because I just had a nap earlier yeah. today. Yeah. Because uh, this morning I ran, I woke up. Uh-huh. I mean, we last saw each other at what it was after two midnight? in the morning, I think one or ah, two, maybe. maybe one. I wasn't there very long. I went before you. I did you? Yeah, I it don't was, remember. It was, it was, it was a bit so over midnight. Yeah. Shortly after you had had that fist fight with my uh, other husband. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's adorable. <laughs> I think we must explain this. Yeah, Ivar uh, is is your previous podcast husband. Yes. And we make jokes about how whenever you bring him up, that we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> yeah. And um, I you walk- had this lovely. It was a very funny uh, physical joke that you kind of attacked him, but had this like. Um, yeah, girly, lack arms. Of, yeah, girly yeah. arms. I was gonna say gay, but girly is somehow spaghetti better. arms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like a it was like a reenactment of a fight scene in Dynasty. Yeah, so you know, lots of pretend throwing around. Oh, uh, that was very funny. And so I went home and mm-hmm. uh, I woke up at six. Mm. So I had like five hours of sleep or something. I woke up at six thirty maybe, mm-hmm. and then. I started running towards a roof or the national broadcasting station mm. to have an interview with Snjólu this morning's radio at like 8 o'clock. Morning radio mm. is good to have an interview on because yeah. there's a lot of people listening to it on the way to morning and the drive show. The drive show is usually like yeah. 4 to 6. Yeah, yeah, good going, times. Then I'm going to another. Uh, yeah, I'm At going 5:30. to the drive show to plug our uh, a show tonight. Our, our podcast. Oh, live, are you? Podcast I'm, on su- on Sunday. Yeah. Ah. Oh. So double plug in. Double. Plug. A double plug in. Double plug in Huli. That's a big guy. His name is Double Plug in Huli. When he plug-in. walks in the bar, you know uh. two things are gonna get plugged. It's up to you to decide which ones that he gonna plug to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm double plugging. Double early. plugging early. Yeah, I double plugger. I don't leave a hole unplugged. <laughs> anyway, it is it is good to have you back. Um, there was a hole in Iceland. Yes. While you were gone, that yeah. was mainly filled by Bilga. Yeah. Um, well, I unplugged Bilga, and now I'm back. <laughs> maybe she's my new husband. Yeah, maybe. Ooh. We don't need to talk about her. But she definitely exists. Yeah, well, let's just, no, let's just uh, the, uh, let the cat out of the bag. Bilga does not exist. She, she is was created ama- by the feminists 
she is a a character she, uh, created by feminists. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A figure, she was created. That's the conspiracy theory. Mm. That that she was created by the feminists because they needed a figurehead. Uh, is this an actual thing? This is an actual conspiracy theory that someone has said online. Really? Yeah. It, it's it it uh, about Bilkia. They they said that she's not real. She was made up by the feminists. So how? Why? I mean, then the feminists didn't do a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know she... I mean, was it like the twins experiment? There was an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like a perfect, and she's the Danny DeVito one. Oh, no. I am kidding, Bilja. You I know am. she listens to every episode. Yes, I do. But, yeah. you know, we're all comedians. We're all comedians. Yes, that is what we do. do. We roast each other. I think, I think we should have her back on the show at some point. Yeah, she will be back on the show, definitely. I think she yeah. will be a regular. I think so. I think so. I would love to give her her own segment where she just comes in and talks about what's pissing her off today. Yeah. yeah. What's pissing her off? She did, she had a really great uh, podcast with Snjólaug. Did she? Yeah, they had a podcast called Þjóðarskútan. Yeah. I don't know how many episodes, maybe 10 episodes or something. And then it just stopped. Girls, I was listening to that oh. stuff. But we won't stop. Just, just, just... We won't stop. I believe in consistency. Yeah. And this is my... Which is why you made us keep doing it long distance. Yes. So, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm booking flights next week. I'm going back to Australia. Right. For December for about three and a half weeks. So, are we going to continue to do the long distance thing while I'm in Australia? Right. Yeah. That will be even more delay, I guess. I mean, there's lo- there's a longer distance for the voices to go through the satellites. Maybe. Yes. I Although think that's I how it I works. skyped I skyped someone in Australia today and mm. it was fine. I think I think going through Skype is probably better than Facebook. Okay, but what was your question? That was the question. Are we gonna Are we gonna yeah. like where where do we just go forever or yes. do we at some point stop and then start up again in that season two? I th- I I have, this is something that I learned from other like uh, uh, like listen to interviews uh, t- with YouTubers and podcasters is that consistency is key. very yeah it is key you have to do it because. Uh, as soon as the listener or audience knows that it's always there on time, yeah, every week they'll be waiting. For they'll it. be waiting for it, and that it will gather more. People. And actually, I I don't know if you've noticed, but I have been told by a lot of people. You know, I even when I've left here, when I've left here to go down the street, I've been told by people, "Ah, oh, the podcast's out tomorrow, isn't it?" Yeah. Wow. Well, like, well, wow. Good. Yeah, it is. Or I get messages um, from people sometimes on a Friday going, you know, the the office is empty. I'm listening to you guys talk about blah blah blah, and usually I'm like, "Oh wow, did I really talk about that? Oh shit, I forgot." Um, I really have to start listening to these things. Yeah. To find out what I said. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I listen to a, a few shows. I listen to a little bit sometimes. I was listening to my, an old podcast of mine today because I'm writing a comic book story based on another podcast. Based on my uh, the, the poop comic. Yeah, Munter. Yeah. So I was listening to me and Ivar. We, we were in the final episode yeah. arguing about how we would, who would be a better poop Superman. Mm. And uh, yeah. I, I would have to say I listened to a few... And I, I tried to translate some my saying, I think I was probably the most realistic poop Superman of that series. Yeah, why, why is that? 
because I was the one who was, remember we, I was with Santor Perilli and she was, she wanted to save the world and she wanted to get rid of all the terrorists. And I was like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Rob a bank and then you'll only have to do it once and you'll be set for the rest of your life. Take care of yourself. Yeah, but you know, uh, you, you, I mean, you can rob a bank and save a bit part, a bits of the world. No, I remember telling her specifically that as soon as you rid the world of one evil mastermind, another one will step in. You'll never stop. It is a vicious cycle. Yeah, well. But anyway, that's a whole different podcast. I think it's time for embarrassment of the week. Do you have one? I guess my embarrassment of the week would be uh, the thing, the, the fact that I forgot to pay the Dutchman. Yeah. Uh, his food. Yeah. <sighs> it's just something you don't do to the Dutch. No, it's true. Cause they're, and they can be passive aggressive about, you think Icelanders are passive aggressive? Whoa. Yeah. Wait well. till you've met the passive aggressive Dutch person. Yeah, <laughs> they show okay with everything. We, you know. we talked about like the, the rudeness of the Germans and the rudeness of the Icelanders. The fact that the difference is that the Icelanders don't know that they're, they're, being, they're being rude. The Germans know. I think Icelanders also don't know they're being passive aggressive. Icelanders are just so unaware. I think we're just very emotionally retarded. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the Dutch no, northern people are. It's, it's true, and the, and the Southern Europeans are too emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the closer you are to the equator, the more out there you are. I think it's the heat. Yes. I think when it's cold, you're like, I'm just going to keep all the feelings inside because I need to conserve warmth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because... Keep yeah. it all inside, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> keep it all inside and never let it go. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> like, uh, if you keep all those feelings inside, they are like fire. I mean, some of that stuff, it's just burning a hole inside you. Yeah. So uh, during the winters, you you don't tell anyone you love them. Yeah. Or or that or that you're depressed and thinking about killing yourself. You just keep it inside. Keep it all inside, and one day you just grab all of the change from that bucket you've got at the front of the house, and you load up your pockets, and you just walk into the ocean, Virginia Wolf style. Yeah. And that's actually how we, I mean, in the, like, sometimes the, the ocean is even warmer than the weather. So, that's, <laughs> so that's how disappointing. Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense at all. But uh, I tried to make a joke of it. Yeah. And uh, that's my embarrassment. That is quite, I, mine, mine is a little bit more embarrassing than that. Please tell. Um, I, since, since you've been, since you've been gone. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but my star has been rising. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I was noticing this while being in uh, Germany. I was uh, going on Facebook and I saw, what? What's that? He's being interviewed for a magazine. Yeah. And uh, he's being he's like, uh, he's doing his own show. Yeah. You would have liked Pride. my show. Yeah, I was sad I missed it. But gonna... I, I don't like this. You trying to kind of go past me while I'm... While I'm... <laughs> What do you mean go past you? We were never at the same place, honey. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean go past you? Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. Um, Stealing my thunder. Stealing your thunder. Oh, yeah, because I totally get up on stage and tell poop jokes. No, you don't tell poop jokes per se, but they are, I guess, poop related. (laughs) They're poop hole related. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got in trouble on Twitter while you were away. Oh. As well. I got in trouble. I, I had quite a few moments where I got in trouble on Twitter, and it's all Bilgis' fault. 
because I said to her one day, we were having a meal. I said, you're so good at Twitter. Um, you know, how do I get better at Twitter? She said, well, just the next time you have a funny thought, just try and put it into 140 characters and tweet it. Uh-huh. And so I, I saw this man who had like a few teardrop tattoos on his face. And I instantly was like, oh, I wonder how many people Didn't he killed talk about this? in prison. Did we? I don't know. I think we talked about this. Maybe. I don't know. You at least you told me about this. I think I told you. And then I got in trouble for talking about people. Anyway. But yeah, I had another one last yeah. week. Okay. Because um, this isn't actually... I should get through it quickly because it's not actually my embarrassment of the week. Okay. Because I was like, I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a news article on a gay website which was all about the best ways to bottom. Right. And, it, and it's from a book called How to Bottom Like a Porn Star. And so I tweeted, what if you don't want to bottom like a porn star? Is there a how to bottom like a 31-year-old comedian? Mm-hmm. And then I, I started getting on a roll, like I opened a Pandora's mm-hmm. box. Or how to bottom like your mom probably does. Or how to bottom like a twink with daddy issues. Yeah, I think like, to- like I, I, I came into that whole... Uh, uh, of yours yeah like in the middle of and what you didn't know what I was on? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went for like an hour but then people weren't really happy because I went after one of the Jonas brothers <sighs> and because I said or um because then I was like how do I did one that was how to bottom um like people did before it was cool the hipster edition um the Jonas brothers because of the whole promise ring no the Jonas brothers is queer baiting what how? because Nick Jonas is not gay but he refuses to tell people he's straight because he has a lot of gay fans and he's constantly taking his shirt off and it becomes a news story. Nick Jonas took his shirt off on a beach. Nick Jonas standing a little bit close to another man. Nick Jonas, we're having a slow gay news day. And they do the same with Tom. Queer baiting. Yeah. So it's, it's, I made a whole. Same thing with Tom Cruise? No, Tom Cruise. No, no, Tom Daly. Tom Daly. Tom Daly, the Olympic diver is gay, Mm. but every time he has his shirt off, which is when he's diving, they make a new story about it. Oh. Because he's also, you know, engaged to Dustin Lance Bass. Dustin Lance, you know, the guy who wrote Milk and won an Academy Award for it? Right, okay. Dustin Lance, I don't know, 40-year-old twunk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anyway, I, I went after those people, and, and people didn't like it. But So so I'm trying to get... I don't... Uh, what the hell? Yeah, people I... were like... Someone actually commented, because I said the... Um, um, how to bottom like someone who actually doesn't but wants more gay fans. The the queer baiting Nick Jonas edition. Mm. And somebody was like, I don't get it. What's so funny about this? And it, you know, what's so funny about this? Why do you have so much hate towards the Jonas Brothers? Because they're successful? No, no. no. Because they're the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They no. are, I mean... They they are they're a target. They they know I what mean, they did. <clears throat> they know. <laughs> <laughs> but I should I, sh- I should get to my my embarrassment of the week. It happened yesterday. So we we'll talk a little bit more about this later. But we've been training for the Reykjavik marathon. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been trying to do it really you know go hardcore at it. Yesterday I I didn't really. It was too windy and cold. I didn't want to run outside, so I went to the gym, and I did my run on the treadmill. Uh-huh. And as I said to you before, my star has been rising. So in the last couple of weeks, I've been getting noticed a lot more than I'm kind of comfortable with. You've been getting noticed. I've been getting noticed. Like, for instance, last week, this was quite embarrassing. I went to Teo Cafe, um, just down the road here. 
And um, I went to buy a copy of Man magazine mm -hmm. because I'm in it. You're in it. <laughs> and so I checked first that I was in it. And while I was checking, this girl went, can I help you? And I quickly closed the magazine and, you know, I was, I'll just have that. Thank you. And mm -hmm. she, and she said, oh, you, you, you hosted the, the drag show during, you, you hosted the drag show Monday night or Tuesday night. And I was like, yes, I did. She goes, it was really good. I've been to Drachsel a few times and I've seen your comedy. It's really great. When is your show with Bilga? You know, it was that kind of, oh, well, thank you so much. I want to get some food. Can I get it through you? And she said, no, you have to go to the other one. So I went and ordered a bagel and a coffee. And then as the woman was making my coffee, she said, you did a TED talk. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, two people for two different things in, in, in a short space of time. And so that, that's been happening a lot. Uh -huh. Yesterday, um, I, and I've told you this before, I am not a huge fan of the, the gym showers in Iceland. No, I like to have no. a cubicle. Yeah. I like to have my own fortress. And this is why. I was showering yesterday and I was, I'll be honest with people. I was at the bit during the shower where I was cleaning my butthole. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And the man next to me said, you're that Australian comedian, aren't you? While I'm naked showering. And I said, yes, I am. And then he shook my hand. What? This is, this, it, it's, it, this is, is going to get... More embarrassing. And then he shook my hand and proceeded to have a conversation with me about my comedy. How long have you been doing it? Wanting to know all this information about it. And, uh, and I was being nice and I kept going, even though I was feeling very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I, I don't happen to think anyone should see my body naked. Um, you know, I shut my eyes when I look in the mirror. Um, and, and then we continued down and it just so happened that his locker was next to mine. So he continued having a conversation with me. And then at some point, like I, I sort of bent down to, um, <laughs> to like dry my legs. And I noticed he had the most massive penis I have seen in a very long time. <laughs> it was like a baby's arm holding an apple. Yeah. Okay. It was, you know, and then suddenly because this man was very comfortable with himself, I was like, don't look, just don't look, don't look. It was, it was like <clears throat> from a, from a, 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 almost like a David Attenborough perspective. Mm. I was just kind of like, I, I, I have to, look. and my eye, <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at this penis. Jonathan. I have to look at this penis. And then as he was talking, I was like, just wait till he looks away and then look at it. And at one point he went to his lock, he opened it. I looked down and then he turned back and he caught me looking at his penis. Shit. And he was, I don't know, like, he kind of wrapped up the conversation from there. Oh my God. Yeah. And it was, I didn't want to do anything with it. I was just like, that is fascinating. That is Man. genuinely fascinating. Like you should, you should have, you should have just said that. I, I'm, I'm not going to do anything with it. I think yes. he, I can't remember, but I think he may have mentioned he listens to this podcast. So, oh. excuse me. Oh, so this is like a an apology. If, if, no, no, this is the if you're out there, next week as well. If you're out there, Mr. Mr. Yeah, Huge yeah. Junk, um, I just was fascinated 
by how large your penis was. Um, yes, and... it is a, a, I mean, it's a compliment. Yeah, uh, but... but it is weird to have somebody want to talk to you while you're having I, a shower. Um, yeah, I, I really don't like uh, going to the... I mean, I, I don't... I, I, yeah, I go swimming all the time, but I don't do it to socialize. Some people go into the hot tubs to talk. Yeah. And I really, I'm, I'm no interest. Whenever somebody comes and talks to me, it has to be something, someone I, I actually like. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if it's just some, like an acquaintance or someone I don't even know his or her name, mm -hmm. then I'm like, I was going to sit here and just be alone with yeah. my thoughts. Yeah. And then if it happens in the showers, which rarely does happen though, but but I usually take like my sunglasses to <clears throat> uh, when I go swimming, so people aren't even maybe people who know me aren't sure if it's me. Mm. So you know, I try to just close off, and I I guess sometimes I have this demeanor of I look like I am in a bad mood or unapproachable. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I've I've been told that I look like I'm I'm like constantly like sad. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is, is a like. I mean, I remember <clears throat> my you have resting sad face. I have resting I have resting sad face. I have resting emo face. Mark <laughs> uh, Mark told me that her mother said like said once I really like Hulaker, but he looks so like depressed. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he's got the world on his shoulder. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's, I mean, that's, that's a cool look to have. I mean, I, I like that as a contrast to the whole job of me. My job being uh, making people laugh. <clears throat> and I'm actually very sad inside. The tears of a clown. Yes. <laughs> we know the truth about the tears, the of, tears the of a clown. The tears of a clown. Yes, yeah. we all saw your TED lecture. <laughs> <laughs> oh man the, the other the other thing about like people recognizing you that I find funny and nice and is because everyone who does kind of perform also does other things yeah yeah you know like you you you've been very smart in that you've you've set yourself up could you have your cartoons so you don't have to go work in a bar um yeah. but you know I, I I bartend at Lebowski and Kiki and you know anything else that makes money last weekend after I had been I think I was the busiest fucking comedian in Iceland last week yeah. Um, during Pride, yeah, I did the night shift at Kiki on the Saturday of Pride of the parade, and at one point it was like three in the morning, and uh, the shift manager said, "Just take ten minutes, like go downstairs outside and just get some air," because mm -hmm. it was really busy. I walk down the stairs and I walk out of Kiki, and I'm bombarded by fifteen middle-aged women who had seen my show the night before and oh. all wanted selfies with me yeah and they're like oh are you here partying i went no i'm actually working and i turned to the security guard and said i guess i'm taking my break upstairs yeah i have a similar story uh which is you know a, a similar poor me i'm so famous story yeah <laughs> uh, it's uh, i remember once going home from the bar down at hurra yeah and I go, okay, I'm going, it's, it's one of those uh, nights where you're going, mm, I don't really feel like trying to go home with a girl now, but like, I'm done. No, there hasn't been any girl talking to me, yeah. I'm probably going home, 
And it's that feeling when you get, I'm gonna buy a hamburger on the way home. It's gonna be amazing. And it, it, yeah, and yeah. it makes you feel so good because the hamburger is it's it's like a shoe in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's DTF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> it's like DTF. the hamburger won't betray you. You know what the hamburger wants and you want it as well. And you you're gonna get it. Yeah. So I go and go to the one of the hamburger wagons where the, and I have an Akureyringur. Aha. Uh-huh. Which is a hamburger with fries in it. It's called Is that unique to Akureyri? Apparently, uh, that's that's something, yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. I guess, okay. I think they, they Akureyri think. They it, made it up. They made it up. Yeah. Like, just like Iceland think they made up the cocktail sauce, also known as the special sauce, which is just the mayonnaise and ketchup. Also known as Thousand Island dressing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, okay, I bought that. And, uh, I did so many selfies on the way home that my Akureyringur was cold when I got there. That's the end of the story, really. But oh, it's, with know, people? People yeah. wanted selfies with yeah, you? Yeah, people ruined my... Uh... It wasn't DTF anymore yeah. when you got home. It had fallen asleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hamburger couldn't get it up. Yeah, I know. Well, oh, man. It, hamburger doesn't have a penis in my metaphor, though. Yeah, okay, well, it was all the dry. The hamburger did, yeah, it was all dry. <laughs> it was closed for business. It was all dried yeah. up. It was Wonderful. no longer self-lubricating. Hey, look! What? I found... A cigarette stub jar. <sighs> Something the Dutchman must have left. I think we should. We're entering dangerous territory. I think we should stop talking about. Um, no, I think it's very. It's very. Uh, you know, tidy. Like maybe I should have this all the time. Yeah, it's, it keeps everything in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you have to plug anything? Because I really have to pee. Okay, I will plug things. Okay, I'll be quick. Yes, now I am the one who's left alone and talking to the machine. And this is what I have to tell the machine. Um, We have a show, me and Jonathan, we have a live podcast on Sunday, the 14th of August. Live podcast taping at Hurra with the uh, amazing kids, uh, the improv kids in spinning So it's a double... A live podcast taping. Also, Jonathan is doing yet again some uh, show with the wonderful Belgia Babylons at a show called uh, Minority Report at a place called Gaukurin at 9 o'clock on Midvigodauer, which is Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, I think that's it for now. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Come again. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time for. Uh, Gay it to be straight. I uh, yes, I have a question. I yeah, have a I'm question. gonna go get myself a soda pop. Uh huh. Wonderful. Uh, well, I guess while he gets it, we have a second opportunity for. Wow, we're out of practice at being in the same room. We used to be able to do the whole podcast without any breaks. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I have a question for you. So, as a man. Yes. Who has uh, grown up in Iceland, you know, with a, a slight detour of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, you have dated Icelanders. I have. And I was interested because I was interested in knowing um, what is it like when you are no longer with someone in this country uh, because it is inevitable that you're going to find out that they're now sleeping with someone you know. Uh, it's... Um... <clears throat> 
Yes, well, it is inevitable, and I think it is also like a rite of passage yeah. for uh, all Icelanders. We have to go through this if we're gonna uh, date different people throughout our lives, which, which is, is likely. This is likely and realistic. Yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. soulmates ain't no such thing as people soulmates. never used to live as long as they do now. No, yeah, exactly. And we don't have souls. We just have like uh, chemistry. Mm. We are, don't have free will. We are animals. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so anyway, uh, the thing is, I remember one time I had a girlfriend mm -hmm. and we split up like on equal terms uh -huh. and uh, and everything was nice and then later I found out that she had been seeing a close friend and uh, I was devastated. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so I, until until you found out that she was seeing in in goose feet, in goose feet. <laughs> seeing she, she was, seeing she, she was uh, playing patty cakes. She was, well, you know that she was playing patty cake with was a close friend. Like Roger Rabbit patty cake or something that didn't sound. I sex. think so. Yeah. I think so. But when you noticed that she was she was um, bumping uglies mm -hmm. uh, with uh, with someone you knew before, then you were okay. I was, yeah, I was okay, but then I like, I was uh, consumed by jealousy. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know, I I had it in me, and um, like uh, maybe a four, three or four months of my life uh, went into uh, me being jealous, and, and it's a, such an ugly feeling to have. Was it brooding jealousy? No, it was brooding, and it was all, like, it was... All the scale, I guess. I was. Uh, so were you? Were you, were you? When you saw this friend, um, were you uh, like I passive aggressive? I, no, I le I let him. I I was kind of just aggressive. Really? Yeah. And uh, I, I can't like, imagine you being aggressive. No, but I think I kind of got it all out of my system, and when I look back on that time, I feel like a fucking idiot. Mm. And I believe I have, yeah, I, I have, I have apologized since then, uh -huh. at least to her. And uh, did they end up staying together? No. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, that also made me feel very silly because I mean, I think it was just a fling, and or he could have been the rebound. Whatever. I mean, the thing is. Uh, this will happen yeah. if you are an Icelander. Yeah, if you stay here long enough, it's going to happen. Yeah, you will, because it's a small fishing village, basically. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I remember, actually, I was listening to this uh, podcast interview with a guy called Dan Savage. You know who that is? Do I know who Dan Savage is? <laughs> yes, yes, Do funny. I know, you know, the gay who's got opinions on fucking everything? Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he's wonderful. He's yeah. so wonderful. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should be polyamorous. He's so wonderful. Um, anyway, I'm he, joking, I'm he's joking, like, joking. he's like he does a, have great advice. He has great advice, and he has. Uh, I mean, uh, he says his like his relationship is openish. No. They they call it monogamish. No, mon yeah, monogamish. So he and Turi, he and his yeah. husband Turi, yeah. they're um they're together, and they they say we're together, and we occasionally have a guest star. Okay, so uh. Someone was asking him uh, advice about like you know I my ex boyfriend he uh, work he, he um, she said like he regularly uh, he goes to his coffee shop where his ex girlfriend 
uh, works. So uh-huh. he regularly sees his ex-girlfriend and, and uh, yeah. has like a conversation with her and stuff. And she feels a bit uh, jealous about that. It makes her feel weird. But then Dan Savage says, well, that's such a straight people problem. That's such bullshit. Yeah. And I thought, yeah... Because it's also a very non-Icelandic problem. Yeah, it's a very yeah. non-Icelandic... Well, because... Um, if you are... Okay, I'm going to talk like I know something, but I probably no, no, don't. No, 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 if yeah. you're gay, yeah. If you are... Yeah, if you're gay, mm. uh, <clears throat> you belong to like a smaller community. Very much so. Yeah, so... And usually... So m- maybe being Icelandic... Yeah, is a bit like being gay. It's a bit like being gay in the bigger parts of the yeah. world. like being gay in New York. Because the people... that's It's true, like when you're gay, the people you're probably more likely to um, uh, get into a relationship with, you probably had some kind of friendship to begin with. Yeah. And yeah. it's usually from your pool of friends that this happens. And then when you break up, you're probably going to see them again. Yeah, you're going to so, see the, yeah. same, the same people. So, I mean, I, I sometimes look around at certain gay events and right. I can I can go, I've slept with you, I've slept with you, I've slept with you, I've slept with you. And we're all okay with yeah, it. I can go around some Icelandic events. <laughs> and that's Icelandic. just your cousins. <laughs> yes, and that's just my cousins. So it doesn't count, you know. Yeah. Uh, incest doesn't count. No. Now, uh, so I think... And it's not gay in a three-way. I mean... <clears throat> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just so really glad yeah. that I got it out of my system. Because, yeah. and, and whenever I find myself being jealous, mm. I just try to just shake it off me. Uh, I just, like Taylor is, Swift? Yeah, just shake it off, shake it off. Mm. Uh, because uh, life's too short mm. to, uh, to get jealous. wasted on that. And also it's a, it's a petty feeling. Yeah. Uh, like... She used to be mine, and now she's sleeping with him. And also, in in some way, you are in fact slut shaming her. Yeah. Yeah, because what she do? She's she's letting him put her put his penis inside her. Mm. Like, ugh. I mean, it's it's a it's a petty feeling, and it goes mm. uh, against so many things I believe I think, in. But I think I think it's also um, sometimes it depends on like what kind, how long the relationship was. What kind of relationship was there? I had someone ask me recently, because it's, you know, um, this Sunday mm-hmm. when we do our live podcast yeah. is the year anniversary of my arrival in Iceland. Right. Uh, and I had a friend ask me um, this week, uh, how do you think you'll feel the moment you see that your ex-husband is in a relationship with someone? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's true. If it's been a, it's, if, if it's been a long relationship and if, if, if it's been... <clears throat> If you had very strong feelings and you didn't love, then of course, jealousy or whatever you call it is a natural reaction. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, my, my response at the moment is good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good yeah, luck, yeah. good luck dealing with that emotional retard. And um, also, I mean, I have the rule. I, I'm not going to hit on my best friend's uh, ex-girlfriend. No. Uh, but if there has been like lots of years past, then it's actually... Yeah. That you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... And there's a reason people break up. Yeah. There's a reason they're not together. You know, it didn't work. Wow, that was that was really insightful. I hope so. I yeah. hope I got to the message. Do across. you do you have a gate to me straight question for me? Oh God, I I, I bet I do. 
somewhere. Oh, I I was thinking of something. A gay to me straight question. Yeah. Did you enjoy the porn I sent you last week? Yeah, you just sent me the porn without the porn. Yeah, I edited yeah. it for you. Yeah. Well, it's very similar to straight porn. Because I I felt and I told Bilky about this, yeah. who definitely exists, and she was and like, "This is a wonderful person." And is a wonderful person. Um, and not created by the feminists. Uh, I I told her about well, it. If she was created by a feminist, she was very well created. She's, uh, <laughs> She's like the Terminator. This is the, tr- this is the sound. She's like the T-1000. This is the sound of Huli trying to fill in the <laughs> hole he dug earlier. Uh, there is not enough soil to fill that hole. Oh, shut up. But um, but I, because I, I edited it for you and I told her about it. She's like, why the fuck did you edit out the, the sex? And I said to her, because I would feel weird sending you gay porn with penetration in it. Because also there was there was a there's an there, there was another element in there of like going if I send you this with the sex in you will judge me for the porn I watch. Yes, I think <laughs> that's good. Like, I was I was thinking how I would react. I would, I would probably just oh okay here here it goes and just turn it off or something, I guess, uh, and then because it wasn't necessarily yeah, I something I, I would yeah, watch. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, in my head, I was like, I don't want him to think that that's what, oh, you know, so then no, I edited it, the sex true, out. Because if, if, I, if we turn this around and I, I have this great porn scene I want to show you, like badly acted porn scene, I would cut out the, the sex, sex because I would feel uncomfortable you seeing what porn I'm watching. Even if, I mean, my porn taste is very straightforward and very vanilla. I've been uh-huh. judged by it by a girl I was seeing once. Yeah. See, we did, see, we, we, in one time we were in bed, she said, okay, let's watch some watch porn. Watch some porn together. And, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I go get like... Because that doesn't sound like things have gone cold. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's watch some porn it's together. It's the 21st century people play around. Yeah. And... Um, uh, so, so I put on like a, something I would put on and she said, this is boring. <laughs> yeah. And as you say it later, you, you have a vanilla taste. I can just imagine like the, yeah. if this was a sketch show I would, and, I, and I, I wrote her as a character, I'd make her say, this is boring, roll over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You would write that. Yeah. Roll over. I'm going to stick my thumb in your ass and you're going to like it. Yeah. Um, well, do you know okay. what we should do though? Um should we do porn? Should we do like be porn directors? Yes. I, oh, that'd be amazing. There is a there is like this uh, festival called Hump. Uh huh. And it's an independent porn festival. Uh, independent? There's independent porn. Yes, I think most porn is independent. Well, there's quite in the gay world. It's all big houses. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I never like watched the credits. <laughs> you don't stay to stay to see like the, the 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 secret preview of the next one, like in X Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> missionaries returning next year. <laughs> but oh, he's a classic. What I was gonna say is, you know how there are like all these videos online mm. of like um you know. 
moms reading grinder messages for mm-hmm. their sons or you know um, grandparents doing tinder for their grandchildren or, I haven't seen this but yes, I should I'm just making up. shit up but yeah, okay. um, no but I've seen like a mom reading grinder messages uh-huh. which was funny one maybe maybe sometime soon or maybe even in the next week right you should prepare a porn scene and I will watch it and I will react to it. Like I should, I should find uh, porn for you on. No, the- no, for you, something that you and you know find something that you would watch. Yeah. And then we film like uh, we don't need to shoot, but I'll, I'll look at the computer screen <laughs> and I will do a commentary and then I can do the same with you. So I should like force you to watch your porn, my porn, and yeah. you force me to watch mine your porn. Yeah, but. We were just talking about how it would be uncomfortable. We were like, it's like, it's like we're showing each other, we're showing each other our masturbation material. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then we should get Bilge in, and she can show us hers, and I know it's gonna be messed up. <laughs> If we couldn't bring Bilge in, I think it will make. <laughs> This is a important freeway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it will make things easier for me because I mean things are intimate enough between us already, Jonathan. Are they? No, I was just. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I know neither of us are wearing clothes right now, but yes, but I thought that's just an, that's just because of the humidity. <laughs> it's so moist. <laughs> It's so moist. I think that if you're listening and you would love to watch us react to watching each other's porn, uh, make let us know. I think that would be funny. <sighs> I guess we're going there, Jonathan. I think it would be funny. Yeah, I think it would be yeah. funny. It might go viral. <sighs> It might go viral. We have it. The straight man. So the, the the straight woman and the gay man watch the straight man's porn, and then we watch her porn, and yeah. then you guys watch mine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, so we're also sharing it with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Not the porn. No, but the reaction. The reaction. Yeah. The reaction. And the thing is, because we're all so fucking cynical, mm-hmm. I know it's just going to be a running commentary of like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, I was just saying there is this hump festival it's mm. called hump and mm-hmm. there people can participate and uh, can make their own porn movie aha and that's just a film festival and people just go in there and watch it mm-hmm. but there's like a strict rule of no phones and also after the festival all the footage is destroyed so it's just oh. one time only so people can people who wanted to do porn but don't they go to, do it yeah and like, then they get to watch it yeah with and have other people watch it and but then only it's destroyed that time. at the end where is this festival it's somewhere in the states i don't want to be in porn but i'd love to see and i one of my favorite bromance like uh it's in the top three bromances of all time along with i love you man and point break uh-huh. there's a movie called hump day And uh-huh. Hump Day is a movie, an independent uh, uh, feature, uh, call about two like guys who who were friends in college and meet each other like ten years later or something, mm-hmm. and they were like best friends. But the the other one, the is has gone like the one has gone like the really straight way. <clears throat> he's uh, he's about to uh, marry his uh, fiance and mm-hmm. he has a steady job. But the other one is kind of free spirit. Uh, he's just been hanging around, traveling, smoking pot. He's like Dharma from Dharma and Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's such a free spirit. <clears throat> But they are, yeah, you're such a free spirit, Dharma. <laughs> uh, come uh, down off that table. <laughs> no, you come up here, silly head. <laughs> 
and uh, uh, yeah, so they're just really good friends, and they go and go to this uh, party where somebody they go to this like hipster party where somebody brings up the conversation of Hampfest. Aha. Uh-huh. And they decide just because they're both straight guys, and they decide, okay, what I think we know, I think what movie would win this competition? It's a movie about two straight guys having gay sex. An actual, actual movie about two friends and we'll do it. And then they get so caught up with the idea. It's a genius idea. And the whole movie is like them preparing for to that have moment. sex with each other. Yeah. And it's wow. a beautiful movie. It's a really good movie. So I... I, uh, I Don't ruin it for me. No, I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but it's very funny. Wait, I'm sorry. Did you have this conversation because this is going somewhere? Yes, I'm, I was going to suggest that we do this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, because I was going to top the whole thing with you. You, you, you were going to top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not bothering for you. Of course I'm topping. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would have to be the bottom. Because, I think you would. Yeah, I, ha- I mean, I would get really... With just Even if it would be straight sex, I would, I, I'm not sure I would get it up. I would have to bring in some Viagra or something. Yeah. I'm shy, camera shy when it comes to that, I think. Yeah, I think I actually think you would be a better bottom than me. Yeah, well, we have crossed some sort of line here, Jonathan, uh-huh. in Australia, and I congratulate us on it. With our soda pop. All right, so now it's time for... I think that was my guess. (laughs) It's now time for How to Speak Australian. I have actually researched something for you today. Right. So, um, you know how in theatre you're not supposed to say good luck? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to say break a leg. You're supposed to say break a leg. We have a different saying in Australia. We say break a leg, but we also say this other saying that I'm going to teach you now. Okay. And it's chookers. Chookers. C-H-O-O-K-A-S. Chookers. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. And do you know where it comes from? No. It comes from the vaudeville times. And in those times, chicken was actually a very expensive... Like having a roasted chicken was an expensive meal, not only because... It cost a lot, but because it didn't keep. So you had to eat it all. Uh-huh. And so people did not eat chicken unless they had money. Right. So if you did a show like I did during Pride and it sold out like mine did during uh-huh. Pride, uh-huh. The, uh, the, the front of house would come to you and say, um, chookers, which basically means it's a full house. We're going to eat chicken tonight. Right. So I feel like chicken, chicken tonight, tonight, like chicken tonight. tonight. Um, hey, you had the same commercial in Australia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that that is uh, that is where the term chookers comes from. Right. Okay. Chookers. So before a show, like the, when we do our show tonight, maybe before you go on, I will say to you, chookers. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. I will say chookers, and you go chookers. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a nice, pleasant. Chookers. Yeah. Absolutely. Chukas. Have you got one for me? Uh. I mean, do you know about Toy Toy? No. Oh, the, like, bef- but that's French. That's French. Okay, so that's, uh, that's something... Uh, that's not Icelandic. Let's see what's on uh, my Facebook page. Somebody uh, brought in some questions. For... for I, 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 speak- sti- I still have, like, a whole, lot, oh, like a whole yeah, plethora yeah. of... Uh, 
Australian sayings, Icelandic sayings and words. I can I can teach you some Geordie ones as well. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Because I, I didn't realize until just recently my first language was not English. Okay, what, what is your first language? It's Geordie. Geordie. Yeah. And what, yeah, you're part Geordie. My, I'm the first Australian, so my parents are Geordie. So they come from the northeast of England. For those that don't know, they speak a weird dialect of English that has words in it that aren't English. Like their word for home is yem. Yem, yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds Norwegian. Like, yeah, it sounds Norwegian or Danish. Yeah, yem. Yeah, so you, if you want to speak uh, Geordie, instead of saying, um, come on, let's go home. You would say, man, walk on and yum. Oh, that's, uh, that's nice. So, <laughs> uh, <coughs> I have uh, lots of words here. Okay, give me one. Um, you have, of course, heard about Thetaretast. Yes, which is, is the very, it's one of the quickest ways to annoy the shit out of me in a stressful situation in this country. Okay, let's talk about thetaredast. Okay, so in Icelandic, thetaredast means it'll happen. Everything will be okay. Yeah. It'll work out. It'll work itself. And my response when somebody says that to me is, how? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how. Yeah. Tell me how when, when I, my lighting guy has not arrived. Is he here? Are you telling me he's going to arrive and he just called me and said he's not coming? Tell me how this is going to work out. Yeah, but I I have a feel, I mean, in my experience, most times when somebody says that red dust, it actually red dust. It actually red dust. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, like manifest destiny. Yeah, I think I think so. It's our it's our secret, like the secret. The the thing that I would say that I find friction with this is mm. that one of the differences between being Australian and Icelandic. Australians are laid back, mm -hmm. but we don't leave everything to the last minute. No. Icelanders tend to leave everything to the last minute, and they there have do, been yes. there have been quite a few tenuous I, my situations. My whole career, yeah, has been about leaving things to last. Yes. I don't do that. No, I mean, but uh, I I I have a great faith in desperation. So if I leave things to the last minute, yeah, uh, desperation creates a lot of great jokes. But I learned very very early in my career, very early in my career. In the 12 years I've been doing comedy and performing, um, I learned early on that, yeah, that can work. But when I have had the time to put into something, it's fucking amazing. It's true. I, <clears throat> I talk about it like I'm proud of the, my, uh, my work ethic. But it's not even a work ethic. It's actually just me putting things on hold. It's procrastination. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, so... Like most of my books are written, like 50% of them are written on the last day. The last day? Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, wow. I mean, you've seen my jokes, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rush job. It's a rush job. <laughs> um, I, will, I will say, though, that I think the whole Thetaredas thing has worked in my favor in mm -hmm. Iceland. Right. Because when it comes to stuff that I've done outside of comedy, like, you know, hosting or working as an artistic director or creative director or doing film stuff. Right. I think the fact that I work with timelines and if I meet someone and they say, let's catch up tomorrow, I usually will go, what mm -hmm. time? Let's mm -hmm. do it. Let's mm -hmm. be there. Let's make this happen. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the people I have been working with when I first got to Iceland weren't used to that. Right. They weren't used to working with someone who's like, okay, so we want this done by next Wednesday. 
rather than, oh, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. I, I wanted it to be done. On, I mean, deadlines is also what creates, uh, like, it's the basis of all my creations. Yeah. Because if I promise someone I will do it, I'll have to do it by yeah. that time. And that's that's like the driving force uh, because I don't want to uh, disappoint the people because then they will hate me. Mm. And I don't want to be hated. I just mm. want to be loved because that's the remnants of me not having any friends as a teenager. So, uh, yeah. That's the driving force in my creativity, but... Uh, you just want people to like you. Yeah, but Thetaretast is something, it sometimes kind of gives you a peace of mind. Or something. I do, I do um, agree with it in some circumstances, like when the curtain has already gone up mm. and the show has begun, if someone backstage is stressing out about something yeah. like, I don't have this prop, it's alright love. You can do it without it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but uh, there are a lot, uh, there are a lot of people who hate that saying. Icelanders as well. Yeah. But don't tell me that Yeah. Uh, so I just try to find a different way of phrasing it. It it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are amazing. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It can be like uh, sometimes it can bring out a passive aggressive. Um, nature in me when I hear death that I dust. Yeah. So uh, when I'm watching your porning and you see like uh, my my brow sweating and I'm getting the shakes and I can't handle it anymore, you just put your hand on my shoulder and say death that I dust. This is gonna be fun. I think that was a good death that I dust was a good one to cover. Yeah. And it brings this. It actually death that I dust brings us to a very looming thing over us. Boom, boom, boom. Operation Sex God. Oh my fuck. Okay, here is my true uh, embarrassment of the week or yeah. month, if you will, because yeah. I have not Trained. been... Well, I, have, I did a whole lot of running uh-huh. and a whole lot of biking uh-huh. in Germany. Uh-huh. So I was moving around. I think that's what kind of kept me online. Mm. But I drank a lot of beer. Yeah. I drank, uh, I think, 22 beers while I was in Germany. Maybe, 22? Maybe 23. I think it's probably a lot more than that. No, because I tr- really tried to stick to all wine. Just wine and, and cocktails. Spirits, yeah. I was uh, really into uh, Moscow Mule and uh, whiskey sours. Yeah. With the egg white or without? Both. Oh, I can't deal with egg white in a drink. No? No. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know how I feel about chicken vaginas. Uh, <laughs> human ones are disgusting enough. Uh, but I, I want to ask you, so we have, not this weekend, but next weekend, which often is confusing to Icelanders, because in English, next weekend is not the one that's coming, the one after. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Next the headkit. <laughs> you so when I say just say next weekend, they mean the one that's coming, mm-hmm. which confuses the fuck out of me. The so, one that's coming. Um. So the one after. Mm-hmm. Um. We have to do the Reykjavik marathon. Right. So you have signed up for ten kilometers. Right. I would like to know, comfortably, how many of those kilometers do you know that you can run right now? Like in one go. In one go. I am actually like. It's funny. It, uh, I ran maybe four or five times while I was in in Berlin, which mm-hmm. is not nearly enough. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did so much biking that I kind of 
like two days of biking with like one day of running. Mm. But I this morning I decided to run to uh, roof. roof and back. It's like five, I think. It's uh, four, uh, to, uh, according to my phone, it's four uh, kilometers over there. And four back. And four back. So you, you can comfortably do four or five. I did, but I did, on the way back, I actually ran more than on the way over. Uh-huh. So I did uh, a straight run from roof to Klampratun without oh, wow. stopping, which is a lot. That is a lot. I didn't know I could do that. That's quite a big... So you had never done that kind of stretch before? Never. Hmm. And it's, I feel like uh, but every day I do it, like I get better every day. So it's, it's, I can feel the progress and I can hmm. feel it just really like... Uh, it, I mean, I can, it's, it's really fast. I'm it is surprised in myself. We were both saying before we started recording, though, that one of the side effects of long-distance running and doing it all the time... And trying to live a normal life is that you wake up feeling hungover every day, regardless of whether you've had anything to drink. It's true. You just feel... Oh. And but at 3pm... I, I have... actually drank last night. Yeah. Do, do you find, though, at 3pm, you just start falling asleep? I had a nap just before you came here, which was, like, uh, just before 2. Yeah. But it do, I also woke up very early, and I didn't... I yeah. got, like, 5 hours sleep. But... I think I'm just gonna do this until it happens. I mean, we have eight days now, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do this every day and hopefully get. Uh, I mean, maybe I will go. Maybe I can take six kilometers without uh, walking. You're allowed to stop and start. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Go, I'm, I. I mean, I'm not stressed about it. Yeah, I am. Uh, you're taking like you're taking a half. Twenty-one, marathon. Yeah. and I know I can comfortably do ten. Mm-hmm. I can comfortably do 10 without stopping. Wow. Um, uh, just the other, like yesterday, I managed about 15. Right. And I nearly died. Yeah. And it's like, it's, I know from 15 to 21 is not, a, not many more kilometers, but it's like, it is going to take me forever. And I'm actually starting, like, the, the funny thing is, as I'm posting about it, all these people who do them all the time are giving you all this advice. And it just makes you go, I am such an amateur. What the fuck am I doing? Okay, I want to say one thing about that. I've been, like, whenever I post something about this on Facebook, yeah. there once in a while there comes this one guy. I mean, when we did this interview, yeah. and uh, I said I was doing 10 kilometers, uh, then... Uh, I, I've seen it like three times. Some guy Someone's going like, like, oh, you're only doing oh, 10. Oh, you're 10. Lame. I just want to tell that person, fuck you. you. Because Seriously? It's like, I am like, for example, uh, I don't go to everyone who is bad at telling jokes like a <laughs> lame joke man you should you should tell at least like a 10 times funnier joke yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't go to i mean yeah. if i'm good at something which is basically just that mm. but uh if if i'm good at something i don't i don't uh insult people how not yeah i mean i you should be encouraging them yes first of all i've never ran i've never done any movement in my life i've been yeah. sitting on my ass yeah reading comics watching horror movies and masturbating this is basically what i've been doing we with my whole life athletes no so me doing 10 kilometers is a miracle uh, from where i'm sitting 
We 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 had a um uh, I had a conversation with with my ex husband who's a doctor, um on Skype today. Right. And he said to me, "Yeah, what's this about a half marathon? They're awful for your body." Yeah. Well, that's yeah. In, uh, his, in his medical opinion, he said, "You are an idiot." I was like, he was like, why didn't you pick 10? And I said, well, and then you know what he said to me? Do you know what happened to the guy who started the, the term marathon? So the guy who ran for a marathon to Athens yeah. to deliver a message, which was 42 kilometers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happened when he delivered the message? Uh, he died. Oh, he died. Oh. <laughs> he delivered oh. the message and then died. Oh, so it's like based on a famous death. Yeah. So, so basically, it we could just as well be like dying, crucifying ourselves. Yeah, they're really because that's also like, a famous. And death. you think about like when people do long distance running. Like I was reading up the things that you have to do. Like I've already started. Whenever I run, once you get over sort of that five kilometer mark to sort of like the seven or eight, and you start sweating a lot, I have to put band aids on my nipples. Right. Because then your shirt just rubs because you're running for like an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, I could feel I could feel it was uh, taking a toll on my nipples. Just and then the last and meters. when they do big marathons, a lot of people put Vaseline on their armpits because you will just chafe. You will yeah. just have this constant grinding against. And I I will say this: I have been training pretty hard. Right. I have noticed no difference in my body, and I've been doing some reading, long. Distance running does nothing for you physically. No. Because no, the no. body is really good at finding a way to just level out. Oh, this is what we do now normally. Okay, mm-hmm. I need to keep us the same. Right. Yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I, I really, the way I measure it is uh, uh, how many songs can I go on my yeah. playlist. So yeah. I did four songs straight. It's about 20 minutes to 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the way over there, I did... Uh, I ran around the way over to Ruva, ran four songs and uh, walked two songs. Mm. But I, I like ran six songs. Do you do the breathe through your nose, out through your mouth thing? I, I don't even notice how, what I do, but yeah. I, apparently I'm doing something right because mm. I'm very surprised at myself that I can do this. Well, we'll see, we'll see how this week plays out. I, I, I find I have a constant headache. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so people who are judging you yeah, because fuck you're you. not, yeah, they they also I don't get people who judge other people in like that. I mean, yeah. Well, when I said I was doing twenty one, someone was like, "Why aren't you doing a whole marathon?" Because I'm not an athlete, you fucking moron. I shouldn't even be doing twenty one. I am not fit enough for this. No, you would probably die, and then I then we and then I don't have a podcast. No. You'll have to get Yeah, think, think of yeah. me. Think of you. Yeah. It's all about you. Always is, isn't it? It's all about me. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Say goodbye to your fame you were about to have. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one more segment we haven't done. Ants of Agony. Yes. Let's do it. The Ants of, of Agony. Agony. Um, we did have... Did you have any... Did anyone send you any, any questions? No. Well, I... They gave them they one. They sent you the questions. I got given I got given a very very specific one actually, um, and this one was, uh, how do you prepare to bottom? Yeah, I mean, uh, you haven't gotten this question before in Answer of Agony. No, I haven't in Answer of Agony. Okay. We've talked about bottoming before and how yeah. I'm at a point in my life where I've realised I can't really do it. Yeah, well, I guess it's how do you prepare to bottom, yeah. Well, I, and this goes back to, I was reading that article of how to 
bottom like a porn star and I was reading through it and it was just like this is so much effort give me your computer see if I can bring it up and it'll 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 tell um, if you just if you just google how to bottom like a porn star Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm making you Google how to bottom like a porn star. Yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, a lot of, of the stuff, apparently, because I remember when I was younger. So um, it's a book? It's a book, but there's also like a BuzzFeed or something about it. Like five ways to, to be a better bottom. BuzzFeed? So for those that don't know... Um, why don't you know, for starters? Uh, and uh, and secondly, uh, bottoming is when you are the receptive partner of anal sex. The daily grind. That'll be it, in yep. a gay relationship. Now, how to bottom like a porn star. So, um, some of the advice in this uh, is, um, one of the first things is to know that the top is never in charge. I agree with this, bottoms rule. Yeah. Bottoms rule. So, mm-hmm. because you need to have permission from them, otherwise it's rapey. Um, but also, they get to decide what position. They get to decide. Otherwise, it's rapey. Otherwise, it's rapey. It's like a, a Sesame Street character. <laughs> don't make it rapey. Don't want to be rapey. Uh, so that that's a really good. So you know, the bottom is always in charge. Another one is. Uh, um. If you are the bottom, you have to know what kind of bottoming you want. Like, do you want to be dominated? Do you want somebody to, like, fuck your brains out? Or do you want it nice and delicate and you just rhythmically go with it? You know, or, uh, because, you know, sometimes if somebody's really going for it and you're not there, you might feel like they're just stabbing you in your anus. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you have to really be... The other thing is you have to know, um, uh... Oh, apparently you can straighten your S-curve to get rid of the stabbing sensation. Right. Yes, so here's what they say. Your rectum is not straight. It's like an S. For example, hold out your left hand as if you're going to shake hands. Imagine the palm of your hand is the rectal wall. Now take your right index finger and poke the middle of your palm. This is the penis stabbing your rectal wall. Oh. Not good, exclamation mark. Now angle your palm sideways, halfway toward the ceiling. Now take your right index finger and poke the middle of your palm again. Notice how your finger glides across it easily. This is confusing. I, I've lost track. This is, taking, this is taking the fun out of it. I think, well, I think I really... Think, uh, I think uh, the advice here is Google how to bottom like a porn Google star. Google how to bottom like a porn star, but also I think it's important to understand that you can bottom like a regular person. I'm, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, during like uh, the, these uh, tapings of this podcast, yeah, and our friendship, who do you, how, do you think who has learned more about each other's uh, like the sexualities, sex life? Have I have you learned more about See, straight sex or me more? I about think gay sex? you think you've learned more. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm trying to like get but a perspective I think, here. I think I've actually learned more. Really, and why is that? Because I just I never um here's. Before I met you, I was never interested in straight sex. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I before before I met you and started doing this podcast, I had little to no interest in a penis in a vagina. No, I was like, they, I, I don't really, I don't really know what you do, and I don't care. But I am genuinely fascinated now. Yeah. Um, even to the point where, and this will be interesting when we do our porn experience. I've watched straight porn. Yes, you have watched straight porn, and I don't Recently. know why. I don't know why you either. have no. You don't. Know, you said it was for a project. No, I lied. <laughs> you lied. What? What? I've been waiting for you to tell me about your project, and you've just been watching straight porn recreation. No, 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 no. That I did for a project. Yeah. Which I have to tell you about off air. Okay. Um, but but I had watched it. Um, not as part of that project as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was just there because the, there was a website I went to and it had a gay version of it and I accidentally went to the straight one. I was like, uh, let's see if this does it for me today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you have a point there when you're saying, I think I've learned more about gay yeah. sex than you about straight sex. Yeah. And it's because uh, we live in a world where you are bombarded by straight sexuality every yeah. day. Yeah. So you get a dose of it every day in one way or another. Yeah. Uh, but I don't get the whole gay thing. It's like just a hidden world for me. So yeah. when, when whenever we do this podcast and I learn more about, like when you were doing that hand gesture now and talking about... Um, I didn't get the hand gesture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I was thinking, I mean, I've been... I've I, I felt like I've been I feel like 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 my last like three months have just been all about gay sex. Oh. And and then I thought, I think I'm being thinking homophobic thoughts right now. <gasps> wow. Because I haven't really. I mean, I've it's been I mean of all the sexual thoughts or yeah. uh, contemplations and discussions I've had. 99 is straight. I, I'd love, as you're speaking right now, for your voice to fade down, some music to go in, and then there's a voiceover of me going, we never spoke again after that. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. That's the voiceover when I'm watching your porn. <laughs> that was, that was the, the last time I saw him. That, <laughs> that was the last time he ever looked me in the eye. Yeah, and you sound like Richard Gere. Yeah. No, Richard Dreyfus. sorry. Yeah. 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 Because oh it's a God. Stand By Me reference, right? Yes, there, yes. Kids. We could have done Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. No one, ever, no one ever asked him to open his mouth again after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do we have more Ants of Agony? No, that was it. That was it today. That was the, that was the sole question, how to prepare the bottom. The, the short answer to that one is, I don't know anymore. Ask someone else. Okay, so I have a meaningful thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's yet another, I just got, I'm hoping it w will like open uh, an interesting discussion about humor because uh -huh. we yes. talked about this a bit yesterday, a friend of mine on Facebook and uh, a, a lovely guy mm -hmm. uh, said something like comedians, um, Hear me, comedians. Uh -huh. So this friend is not a comedian. He's not a comedian. Uh -huh. He is a trained actor. Oh, one of those. And uh, he says, all comedy becomes worse when you change your voice. And he was just letting us know that 
Don't change your voice. <laughs> it's not funny. So don't do accents. Don't do a different voice when you're becoming a different person. Yeah. When you're like, like when I might become my sister on stage, I shouldn't put a different voice on to become her. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's, and, uh, does he explain why? I get, I, I, there's a whole thread uh, with different uh, branches. So comedy stops being funny when you stop using your own voice. Yeah. So he's basically saying that if you happen to have a talent or a gift of being able to transform, which is the art of acting, if you are able to do that, you shouldn't do it in comedy because it's not funny. I think he's, I think he's referring to when they go like, Hello! I'm Bipsily Bops! Something like that. So not like when I... Or, meow, help me mean. Or something like that. So, so here's an example. Like, when I when I talk about Americans and how they don't have an inner monologue. Mm-hmm. I change my voice. Yes, you do. And, and that's it's, funny. It's, it's your, I think it's my favorite Jonathan Duffy joke. And I, I do voices. I've been doing them a lot while you've been gone as well. I've been doing my mother. I've been you've doing been my doing sister. You've been doing a lot of things while I was gone. I, I you know, you know, it's, I, it's one of the things I love about Maria Bamford. She's able to transform oh. herself into other people. Well, she's a genius. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so it's, I mean, I mean, maybe you could have phrased it uh, uh, differently, and uh, and also we should be asking ourselves why we are bothered with this. What he's saying, because for, I know why we're bothered. Forget it, Jake. It's Facebook. I know why we're bothered. Why? Because he's commenting on something he knows nothing about. Yeah. Well. So I answered. With... There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's why we're bothered. Because he knows nothing about this. I don't go to the acting school and tell him to stop going. <laughs> I need to do spinal rolls. What's my motivation? No, actually, you know what? I did go to acting school. Yes. I was in acting school you from the ages are. of eight to 20. You are a trained actor. I am a trained actor. Okay. And I disagree with so him. So let's see if you how you will take this thing. Because I answered with... Uh, uh, Tiny bit uh, passive-aggressive joke oh, called. No. Okay. Come, comedians, look! A trained actor is explaining comedy to us. <laughs> you are my new god. <laughs> How do you feel about that comment? And then somebody says. Uh, then somebody says, he's he's kidding. Like another person comes in and says he's kidding. Another trained actor? No, a, a musician, another lovely man. Uh-huh. So uh, this actor is actually a lovely person, yeah, for the all, record. All people are lovely, Jonathan. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Even Hitler was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't eat meat. And he loved his dog. Uh, uh, but somebody says, he was kidding. And I answer, oh, I didn't realize because he wrote it with a normal voice. Then there's a discussion, uh, then he asks, yeah, then there's like a whole thing, uh, and we do, uh, and we, there's like a little yeah. bit of exchange, but I just answer with jokes because we're talking about humor and yeah. it's so boring to answer yeah, yeah, seriously yeah. when talking yeah. about humor. But uh, at one point he asks, uh, why is the fact, and this is kind of a compliment, I will take it as one. Mm. Why is it that um, all good comedy, some of which would be better if it wouldn't be done with a changed voice, he does with a, in the brackets. And then he says, how come all good comedy comes from mostly from untrained actors? 
and then I find myself forced oh. to answer this seriously. Yeah, okay. What did you and say? And I say, because uh, being funny is not a choice. It's... I, I agree. There's also another element there. Yeah. Is that... um because I was a trained actor and you know my 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 origin my x-men origin story Mm -hmm. of when I first did comedy I sucked because Mm -hmm. I was an actor right because I I didn't know what the because actors are I'm gonna say it I'm gonna come right out and say it actors are incredibly self-involved yeah well they have to be kind of we are as comedians however part of our job is that we need to know what's going on in the world actors don't actors hang around with actors Actors go to actor parties. Actors go to acting classes. Actors read scripts and then they... I don't watch TV. Really? But you want to be in a TV show? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, like, actors don't watch the news. You know, here, here is a great thing I learned from an amazing acting coach. And that was... Um, when you see an actor portraying the mother pleading with people to tell her where her missing son is, the actor is always crying from the start. When you see the mother in the actual news story, she's keeping it together because she has a job to do Mm -hmm. because she's not a self-involved piece of shit. Right. Right? She's not so in the moment. And that's, like, I became a better comedian when I, like, I I think I'm still actually a very good actor, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think being a comedian made me a better actor. And I agree with this guy. People who are trained actors generally aren't good comedians, but people who manage to break away from that and become good comedians are fucking brilliant actors. Uh-huh. Because the thing that makes us different from them is we're not afraid to look awful. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I think you are one of those also. I think uh, my friend Sarah Gardar, she kind of trained as an actor and was a comedian at the same time. Yeah. So she did like a, she, she lived both lives, and she she has a really like she has a really good view yeah, of her yeah, life, yeah. but she can also uh, incorporate the character. But yeah, so but the thing is. What I'm I agree. I agree. Trained actors generally don't make good comedians. But uh, yeah, but but what I'm saying is, but they can. But but I'm saying you can be a, of course. Yeah. You can be a good actor and a good. I mean, lots of comedians, mm. lot of comedians go into acting mm-hmm. after comedy. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Right? Yeah, and a lot of them also kind of mo- many of them always just kind of play themselves. Yeah. Which is, I think, what I would do. I I don't think I would be a good actor. To play someone else. Yeah, I, I, I could probably play like an autistic character. Mm, yeah. I think you could too, or a depressed one. Yeah, maybe a depressed one, yeah. But, Morose. <laughs> but uh, I, but the, the meaningful thing is, do you think it's true? Like a comedy isn't a choice. Like uh, being funny isn't a choice. You you can't learn being funny. I, don't, I, think, I think you can learn funny. You can't learn timing. Right. I don't think you can learn, and that's one thing I've discovered because I've, I've recently, um, and even in the past, I've had people go, Oh, can you help me make this joke funnier? Or sometimes I might hear a new comedian and just go, You can't just teach someone comic timing um, because it's, it has so much to do with your person, and you just have to find it. Right. You have to find your fit. I think, I think actually, I agree with you, the majority of the population can't just choose to be funny. Because I also think you have to be smart. I know. I mean, but here's a lot of thing. We uh, like there's a comedy boom right now. Mm. There are more and more people are going into stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. So with that, so it's 
I heard someone saying like stand-up comedy or comedy is the new rock and roll. In some ways. Yeah. So you mean here in Iceland? In, no, but in the world, out in the world, because yeah. like sta- like, look at all these shows over there um, in Edinburgh. No, uh, like uh, TV shows. Yeah, comedian shows. Uh, like there are uh, there are uh, so many t- television shows about. Uh, Comedians mm-hmm. being comedians. Yeah. There is the Jim Gaffigan show. There is this. Uh, there is Lady Louis, Dynamite. Lady Dynamite. Maron. Uh, difficult people. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. The trip. Like uh, Jim Jeffries had. Well, yeah. Louis had uh, this. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer episodes. Seinfeld. Yeah. Sarah Silverman. Gary Shandling did it. Started it kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so, who is the real self-involved? Uh, oh, I think I think we're self-involved. Yes, comedians are self-involved, and so are actors. The difference is we admit it. Yeah, 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 probably. And so this is kind of. I remember, I remember when I was kind of looking at the whole landscape of television shows, uh, maybe a decade and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, okay, if people would see the world only through like television shows, they would think there are only three jobs in America and those are being a policeman, a lawyer and a doctor. Yeah. Because all shows are about that. But now there's a fourth profession. Comedian. And that's comedian. Yeah. So there are four professions in America right now. Comedian or personality. Personality <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? I arrive at places. Yeah. But I mean here's another thing. I never wanted to be a comedian. Mm, neither it's did not I. something I decided. It's something... I mean, I mean, I remember... I remember just... I feel like it's a really recent time in my life when I actually said out loud, there is no way that I will ever stand up on stage and tell jokes. There is no wow. fucking way. It was like seven years ago that I said mm. something like mm. that. And then, I, then a month after that, I actually did it. Because another comedian said, you should try it. And then I realized, oh, I actually do want yeah. to try it because I have to let something out. And I think it's almost similar to becoming a priest or something. because it's, It chooses you. Yeah, it chooses you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't choose the color. The color chooses you. Yeah. And, um, it's true. I, di- I didn't want to be a comedian. No. I was, I was going to be a leading man. Yeah. Always. And then it just like... Eventually, sometimes what you want and what you end up being good at are very different. Yeah, but I th- I'm thinking, here's what I'm hoping for you. I'm hoping that you will go to be a famous comedian. Yeah. Uh, and then, like uh, Tom Hanks or Bruce Willis, start out as a comedic actor. Yeah. Then go... Then be like, able to transition. Then you go into action movies. Yeah. And you will become the first gay action, action hero. That would be amazing. <gasps> That's actually kind of a dream of uh, yeah, mine. Yeah, so that's like uh, a gay Ryan Reynolds. Yes, a more sorry, a more gay Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that poor? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. He's, you know, it's the only pansexual superhero. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. No, I think that was very insightful. I would love to off air see who this person is. Okay, let's look at him now. Goodbye. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Like 
us in on Facebook, love us in live. And yes, and we have already plugged everything. Yeah. Good night. Bye. Good night, Iceland and the world. <laughs> it's still recording. Yeah. I have to pee really bad again. So many peas today. Fleiri skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is Takk fyrir að hlusta.